Hey, Joey. Whatever, dude. <laughs> dude. That's how I talk now. Oh. Hey, guys, I'm Mike. That's Joe. We've been friends for over a decade. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. And each week we call one another and just catch up. Are you drunk? No. I had a Red Bull. You, usually you're so, like, much chipper with the intro. And today you were so not chipper. Oh. You sounded like, I'm Mike. That's Joe. You know, how, wait, how come I never get to do this? I never get to do the intro. Let's try it again. Okay, say, say hello, Joe, and I'll say hello, you know, that whole thing. Okay. Hey, Joe. Whatever, dude. Um, I'm Joe. That's Mike. We're two friends who live in uh, California. Mike lives in San Francisco. I live in L.A. And every week we just call each other and catch up. Oh, wait. We've been friends for over 10 years. <laughs> that's why you never do it. <laughs> well, no. Today, today you were like... Hi, I'm Mike. That's Joe. Joe, I've been, for the last hour, I've been waiting for you and your Skype issues. There have been no Skype issues. You did not have to update your Skype? Yes, I did. You did not have to hang up because your mic wasn't working properly? Because Skype was recognizing your internal mic and not your USB mic? Yes, I did. Okay. So I was right. How are you? What's new? So, we don't talk about what I'm going to say that much on the show. But as I've hinted in the past, I am a fan of New Agey stuff. I'm a big fan of Marianne Williamson. I'm a big fan of Joseph Campbell. And they're part of this whole, like, if you think it, you will manifest it. You know, and that's, I'm not saying they invented that. That's been around for decades, right? But I'm a big part of that version of spirituality. And I try not to proselytize that too much. Okay, mm -hmm. but with friends that I have, we do talk about it. So I have this friend Rudy, who act we don't actually even talk that much, but we both will sometimes talk about this stuff. And he calls me this week, and I answer the phone, and he's like, "Joe, I just had like a full-on Marianne Williamson spiritual breakthrough, so I'm really excited." So he tells me he's like, "Okay, I had to go to Chicago." for a business trip, but I decided to turn it into, like, a fun trip, too. So he goes to Chicago, and now he has this fierce-ass room in the middle of Chicago all to himself. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to get laid. I'm going to find someone on this Grinder. Yeah. Which, for those of you that don't know, Grinder is a location-based app on your iPhone that gay guys use to hook up with other gay guys. Yeah, it tells you who in your area wants to do it. By the way, I logged on to Grindr, and it said zero people want to do it with you. <laughs> it, it told me that I should consider um, going to a gay uh, conversion therapy camp. <laughs> the first time Grindr has ever done that. <laughs> so anyway, so he goes, I was grinding it up in Chicago. But for whatever reason, and Rudy is a good-looking guy, no one was biting no one was taking the bait. He couldn't get anyone to take the bait to hook up with him in Chicago. And he was there for a few days. So he's like, whatever. He would just try every night, right? And he was getting really upset about it. It was actually even sort of ruining his trip to Chicago. <laughs> so um, he had one day left, and he had bought tickets to a, a, a play, okay? And he bought an extra ticket to the play, and he still couldn't get anyone on Grindr to go with him. Which was just so well, funny. Well, come on. You don't go to Grinder to find a date to a play. <laughs> but it's funny that you say that. I was telling the story to a friend, and I said the exact same thing you did. Yeah. And she goes, yeah. she goes, you gay guys are so weird. It's not weird to go like, oh, I just met you. Let's fuck. But, uh, 
I'm going to go to a play that's weird. I'm not going to have dinner with you. <laughs> I'm not going go to go be social with you on a date. Well, fuck you in your hotel room, but not a play that's weird. Anyway, he couldn't. So, but you know what? He went to the play. He had a great time. And he said, you know what? And he had a lot of leg room. Tons of leg room. <laughs> he had a place to put his jacket. And he goes, you know what? I don't need no man. And so the, his next couple of days, he tells, he's like, I don't need no man. And he goes, you know what? So I decided I'm just not going to focus on trying to hook up. I'm just going to enjoy Chicago. I just gave it up. I gave it up to the universe. I said, you know what, universe? I give up. I'm just going to enjoy Chicago. So I'm thinking at this point, I'm like, wow, that really is a spiritual breakthrough. And he goes to the airport to fly back to his hometown. Mm-hmm. And he said he's checking out. He's like, you know, I had a really nice time here in Chicago. And the airport guy is just staring him down. Okay. And he's like, like really uncomfortable. He said the guy's just staring at him in the eyes. So Rudy goes, you know what? I'm not going to be intimidated by this guy. I'm just going to stare him down. And so he stares back at this guy. So the guy like checks in his luggage and he checks in his luggage and still staring at Rudy, he tells his coworker, Hey, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Okay. And the coworker's like, um, alright. I don't know if I like where this is headed. So he starts walking to the bathroom. And he licks his lips and like grabs his crotch. <laughs> so then Rudy goes, Oh, I get what's going on here. Yeah. He's getting cruised. He got totally cruised. So Rudy follows him, and the coworker even says, "Hey, the bathroom's the other way." And the guy just keeps walking, you know, to his other bathroom. And they go into this, this like not frequently used bathroom. Okay. The guy walks to the last stall, and Rudy follows him into the <gasps> stall. What if he was just going there to take a poo, and then he's like, <laughs> "What are you doing?" Excuse me, I checked your luggage in. <laughs> and Rudy's like, "Oh, I was hoping to get an upgrade." <laughs> So anyway, they have total anonymous sex. And Rudy oh says to me, God. that was my spiritual breakthrough? That What's weird is that guy's getting paid. Like, he's on the clock, and he's doing that. That's hot. I don't know. And it's illegal. Oh, is it really? Taft's pub, sex in public is illegal. Oh. Well, whatever. It's a fucking hot story. I was so jealous. And... But I love, but the point is, I said, uh-huh, so I said, he finished the story, and then Rudy goes, that's my spiritual breakthrough? But wait a minute, Joey, back up, because you're saying, like, this, all of this philosophy, st- all of this, like, metaphysical stuff that I don't believe in, the, the idea is you want something, and you focus on it, and you get it, basically, right? Boil down, basic, mm, right? Kind of, but there is a part that if you focus too hard on it, that the universe, you start setting up negativity that the universe reads. So I think what he was talking about was that once he just started focusing on being happy, that the universe then gave him what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Look, it boils down to this. You're not supposed to use the universe to have anonymous gay sex in an airport. Yeah, but you were talking about how you swayed the universe to get Egg McMuffins at the McDonald's. To serve breakfast after midnight. Yeah, the universe (laughs) likes serving breakfast after midnight, getting your boyfriend to send you flowers, you know, not not cure hunger in Africa or stop the violence in Darfur. It wants to make sure that you have a parking spot in front of Macy's. Okay? That's what the big universe concern is. Well, speaking of anonymous gay sex, just just kidding. That was my attempt at a segue, but it's not actually accurate. You called me on Tuesday, I believe, or Monday, 
and I was walking to karaoke. Do you remember that? Yeah. And so the gay bar by my house has karaoke. Have you ever been to gay karaoke? Yes. Actually, the only time I've been to gay karaoke was in San Francisco. I went with my friend who's actually a quite well-known karaoke host here in L.A. Mm-hmm. And we went together. We were doing the punchline. We were doing stand-up at the punchline there in San Francisco. And so we – on the first night we were there, we went to a karaoke bar that was run by this total black butch lesbian. She looked like Michelle in Ocello. Okay. Remember, remember from that John Cougar Mellon concept song? No. Such a random reference. But so, you know, here in L.A., my friend Melissa is known for being, like, super funny in her karaoke. So we were being funny in our karaoke, and the black lesbian got super mad at us and took our microphones away from us and banned us from doing karaoke. Because you were singing funny or because... We were adding, we were changing the lyrics of the song to funny words. So gay karaoke can go a few ways. One, it has the potential to be, like, sad, torch song sort of horrible night like it just brings everything down and is depressing i've also gone to gay karaoke and then there's a lot of show tunes the people choose a lot of show tunes and that's not exactly fun either because you have to be able to sing to do a good show tune and karaoke is not known for having awesome singers right and then another way it can go is unfortunately country lesbians love country well it has the word cut in it i know exactly Oh, was that your joke? Did I step on your joke? No. Oh. Um, if there's too many lesbians, then there's the potential for too much country. But anyway, I went to gay karaoke, and there's a guy there that I've talked to, I don't know, a dozen times at least. He's very nice. He's He looks a little bit older than me, but not that old. And the conversation started. I immediately put my foot in my mouth when we started talking. On karaoke night, I didn't sing anything. By the way, I wasn't feeling it. Do you ever, do you ever sing at karaoke? Yeah, I sing all the time. What are your what are your go to karaoke songs? You're, I'm just setting this up for you to make fun of me. So mm-hmm. it's like, isn't that the whole point of the podcast? It's like you just opened the bear trap, and I'm like stepping my foot in knowingly. Okay. Here it goes. So I do Beyonce's Irreplaceable. Um, to the left, to the left. Oh, that what that song is called? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's probably my number one. Um, depending though, I'll also do "Look at Me, I'm Sandra D" from the musical Grease. Mm-hmm. That kind of brings it home. And then, if I'm really drunk, I'll do uh, "Rolling on the River." Um, so we're sitting there talking, me and this guy Jesse, and. He said something about his birthday and how he was going to celebrate in Vegas or something. And thinking that I was going to tell a joke, because he looks about my age. I'm 32. So I was like, well, you only turn 40 once. (gasps) Right? Girl, why would you say that? Hold on. He was like, I did that two years ago. (laughs) Oh. So he's older than 40. And I felt like I was making a joke about age and then he ended up being older than I thought. But Joe, listen to this. This blew my mind. He was talking about how he gets on the internet at home and he said he goes on Craigslist and he looks at the pictures that people post on Craigslist like as a like, hobby. Like pictures of a vase that they have they're going to sell? No, no, no. Like the personals. So they're like naked guys and stuff. The pictures that people post of themselves to get sex. Ugh, it, by the way, 
with Grinder and all these other ways that Craigslist is the bottom of the fucking barrel, man. You're scraping. You are that is bad. That's low. I agree, but even worse is like the quality of the pictures. Like they're not good pictures that he's he's looking at, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, that. You're so fucking, you are the worst fucking gay guy ever. Who's counting the pixels on a, you're not going there like, I don't like the quality of this photograph on Craigslist. I'm not talking about the quality. Sorry, Ansel Adams. I'm not talking about the quality of the actual photograph. I'm talking about like the people and what you, what you can see. Like a lot of times they're like in the bathroom in a dirty mirror taking the picture. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just not good photography. I'm not saying the pixels and all of that. I'm saying what you're looking at is not quality. So I... I still think I'm right. I say that to him, and he was like, well... Or I mentioned, like, well, why don't you get on, like, XTube or something and look at video? Like, why... Like, what is it about Craigslist that draws you to it? And he was like, you know what? I've never been able to really find porn on the internet. Is he my mom? I know! I know! So he said, well, how would I do it? And I was like, um, what? First you sign on to America Online. (laughs) So I explained to him, like, how to find xtube.com. He knows how to Google stuff. That's how he finds Craigslist. Every time he Googles it. So (laughs) I had explained to him how to type in the address into the address bar so he can find porn. Is that the weirdest thing? And then he left like five minutes later. <laughs> he was like, I got to go. Then he calls and he's like, I've been putting, you know, xtube.com into my Google and it doesn't take me anywhere. <laughs> you know, like my mom, like the worst, my mom stories, you know? Yeah. How do you not, how do you live with internet? And that's like the first thing you do. Like your computer gets taken out of the box and you log onto a porn site. That is the weird. Like he, that is the weirdest story I've ever heard. Yeah, and he's not that old. He's like forty-two. It's not like he's in his seventies and computers are, you know, really hard to navigate. Mike, that is the weirdest story. I would not be attracted to him. If, oh wait, do you find him attractive? No. Uh-uh. Oh, he's oh, okay. he's a very nice guy. He's at the bar every time I'm there. He's pretty much there. What songs does he sing? He doesn't sing, but he's he just hangs out there like seven days a week. Anyway, so get this story. So in a past life, I used to tutor kids for the SAT. Okay. So did I. And so I don't do it anymore except sometimes, you know, parents of students that I had before who now have siblings will call me and look, a fella likes to make money, but I'm not actively looking for it. So a parent of some former students called me and hired me to teach her son. So I already know them. And so I show up and now I've had towards the end of my business, I had a real problem with people paying me. Like a lot of people were bailing on me and not paying. And I would have taught like most of the class before I figured out they weren't going to pay. So now I'm super like gun shy about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very like, I need money. I'm like a hooker. I'm like, put the money on the table, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I show up the first day and the mom answers the, the door. This is the first time I'm meeting the kid. And she says, uh, I go, okay. I go, no, I, the way I do it is I'm like, look, you know, people get confused on how to make out the check. So just make out the check to this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, you know what? Uh, my husband's out of town. And uh, c- can you wait like a week? Because he's not going to be back in town for a week. 
And I was like, oh, here we go, here, man. Here it goes. I know. Here it goes. I'm already there, right? So I start getting, like, nervous. But I'm like, oh, I'll just teach the class. So I teach the kid. He's fine. Perfectly nice kid. And after the first session, I like to sit down with the parents and tell them, this is how he scored on the first test. Here's the kind of improvement you can expect. Because, again, I've been burned in the past. Right. So I have her sit down with me. And I'm giving her the score. Her eyes start filling up with tears. Right? Uh, and I'm like, oh, my God, this woman's really into her kids' SAT scores, right? <laughs> so then I'm like, whatever. I explain it to her, and I leave. Next week I come. I'm like, all right, I'm getting my money today. Yes, Dad is back in town. I show up. Now the dad answers the door. So at the end of the, the session, I tell the kid, like, hey, did your mom leave a check for me, or did she give it to your dad? And he goes, oh, I don't know. Let me ask my dad. He goes, she's been out of town. She left town suddenly. So the dad comes back, and he's like, oh, hey, listen, you know, my wife left town suddenly, and she didn't tell me to leave a check, and I don't have any checks here. And I'm like, here we go, man. Here we go. We're starting this again, right? Super mad. And I go, oh, okay. And he goes, you can just come pick it up at my office tomorrow. I go, all right. And he goes, oh, you know, sorry. You know, when you were teaching the kid last week, she got a call while I was teaching him. This is the first class. That her mom, the kid's grandma, was in a major car accident. Yikes. And was being airlifted to a hospital in Texas. And they didn't think she was going to make it to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And so that's why she left town. And that's why she teared up. That's why she was tearing up, right? And I was like, oh, my God. And I told him, I go, she was tearing up. I thought she was really into the score. And like, no. They're like, she's gonna, the grandma's going to be fine now. So this is, you know. The grandma's fine. She's stable. like a miracle. She pulled through. And so the kid's mom was staying with her in Texas. But after I left, I was thinking about it. And I got the check the next day. No problem. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it. I was like, fucking white people, man. Fucking white people. If that would have been to my family and we would have gotten the same phone call, my, you would have heard screaming. <laughs> then my mom would have run downstairs, thrown the fucking tutor out. Right. Been like, you got to go. Yeah. Right? She wouldn't have sat down and had a conversation about the kid's score. <laughs> right. And like, super calm and let him finish the class. She would have been like, you got to come back. So, everything's perfectly fine now. And I'm glad that everything's fine. But I was like, why do you think, why do you, like, I have a couple of friends, right, who've had some big tragedies happen to them. Both of them are white. And they're always very like, oh, yeah, this uh, horrible tragedy happened to me. It's really sad. Anyway, you want to see a movie? I'm like, what? Let me tell you this. My family is always one lost remote control away from full-scale meltdown. <laughs> Why yeah. are white people like that? Now? I don't know that it's white people. There, no, let me tell you this. Any fucking Latinos listening, you know that th this shit... My family loses it, loses it over the smallest thing. So this would be like DEFCON 5. Right? But white people, they're just like, oh, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I can't imagine how my family would react. I don't know that it would be super calm. Oh, really? I don't think so. I don't know, though. Joey, I was on the radio in L.A. this last week. What? Um, I did an interview uh, talking about our organization and blah de -dee blah It's like a lifestyle show. Joey, it was an hour interview. I didn't know it was a whole hour. Uh, and... I I basically had nothing prepared. It was just like 
all I went in with was like talking points about our organization, which I know really well and didn't need anything for that. But then uh, it started. The guy was weird. He was weird. And okay. it makes sense now. He had a full hour to fill. So like he was very slow to start talking to me. Like he, he knew what he was doing because he had a whole hour to fill. But then he started telling me, and this was probably a 20-minute <laughs> part of the conversation, about how he went to McDonald's that morning and stood in line and was in a foul mood. And then he got to the front of the line and Patrick was the cashier and Patrick was the nicest fellow he's ever met in his life. And it took him 20 minutes to tell us this story about breakfast, which had absolutely nothing to do with my nonprofit or why I was there to talk. So finally, the <laughs> I kind of danced around everything tried to refocus on what I actually know about our uh, our organization and what we do. And I, I did okay. But then at the end of the conversation, he made me give all of our web addresses and how people can find us and stuff. And he's getting ready to close. And he's like, you know, we have about 30 seconds left. So I just want to say, if you know a veteran, be nice to them because they've done a lot of good work for our country. And then the theme music plays him out. <laughs> This is the weirdest. I don't even know. I know. I felt like I was on like hidden camera show or something because it was ridiculous. But that that was pretty much my entire week was those two stories. I did gay karaoke and then I did a weird interview on the radio. We have really good stories this week. I know. Just wait. Just <laughs> wait till next week. So what's going on in San Francisco? Joe, I have a couple of stories. Oh my gosh. Why'd you yell at me? I have a couple of stories. One... This is weird. There were two stories back-to-back in the uh, San Francisco Chronicle, and they both took place in Oakland. They're both about two different suicides. First of all, a man jumped in front of... That's a happy note to start on. I know. First of all, a man jumped in front of the BART train this past week over at the 12th Street Oakland station. He just They looked at the video, and he's like sitting down doing nothing and then the train pulls in the station and he jumped onto the tracks to kill himself so that delayed trains but that's been happening a lot on the east coast have you heard stories about that people jumping in front of trains yeah no um jumping in front of trains and then there's also these weird stories of people waiting at the train station and as the train pulls in somebody will push them in front yeah, of the yeah. train. yeah i've heard of that that's weird that's really weird yeah and it's like arbitrary it's not like they want that person dead. It's They just want to kill someone. Yeah, it's bizarre. Which, I think it was Gawker had an article where they gave advice, if that happens to you, what to do. Which is the mistake most people you do is they try and... Jump out. Uh, jump out, which is you should just run forward. Oh, and then the train can stop as fast as it can. Yeah, and even if it hits you, it's not going to be... It's going to be less and less the farther you out. Oh, get. yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's great advice. Yeah. The... This guy killed in the BART made me think, I know in Japan they have, like, glass that comes up. Are you familiar with this? No. Because people were doing it so much in Japan, they have these, like, glass... The Japanese are so fucking weird, man. They have, like, glass a glass wall that comes up, the train pulls into the station, and then the glass wall goes down into the ground, and then people get on the train. But then what happens if you get pushed in before the glass comes up, and then you're trying to get out? Well, they should be running forward. No, the glass is all always up if there's no train. Oh. Then the train pulls into the station and then it goes down. 
Those Japanese, man, I'm going to tell you something. They're real smart. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Then, Joe, here's another suicide story from Oakland, though. This is depressing. I know, but wait, this is so weird because I saw this and I don't know. I just don't know what to think about it. A man found Wednesday on an East Oakland street had a stab wound and other injuries. So he stabbed himself to death, but then he stabbed himself, then jumped off of his apartment balcony and they found him on the ground. Is that the weirdest way to kill yourself? That is really... What is going on? I could think of a hundred ways I'd rather die than to stab myself and jump off a balcony. Like, the the best way to go would just be, like, something quiet and painless. Carbon monoxide. Okay. Here, but the problem with carbon monoxide poisoning now, actually, is cars run so efficiently, you know? It takes forever. You can, it'll almost never hang out. It'll take days. You know, not like the old days when you had like a 50s car, you know, and you put it and you're done in a few seconds. Right. Even though carbon monoxide poisoning is what killed that Buck Wild star. Did you know that? No. Um, like suicide? No. You don't know about the Buck Wild star who died? No. There's an MTV show. It's like the white trash version of uh, Laguna Beach or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And it's about these like redneck kids in the south and it was really popular and one of the most popular kids in there he went like hunting or something with like an uncle and a friend and i guess the car got stuck in the mud and like submerged in the mud but they died because the car was running and the carbon monoxide came back in the car because it was stuck in the mud and they died from carbon monoxide poisoning but anyway that's the best way to die because you just get sleepy yeah I can understand that. And pills yeah. seems easy, too. Pills seems easy? What? This is depressing. <laughs> Why don't you tell a different story from L.A.? What's going on in L.A.? So, uh, yeah, that's depressing. So, anyway, these two women independently got raped at the Abbey. <laughs> I'm glad you went to the more upbeat stories. Yeah. No, okay, so the Abbey, for those who don't know, is a very, very, very famous gay bar in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And two separate women are, as opposed to, two, <laughs> two, as opposed to Siamese twins. No, two women. Wouldn't that are, be weird if somebody raped Siamese twins? What? That would be a weird story. I don't even know where to go there. <laughs> Give me heads. That's what he says. So anyway, um, one of them says yes, and one of them says no. Is it still yeah. a crime? Is it still rape? I'm telling you, Mike, I'm not going to go here. Why? You're going to get some angry-ass fucking women. Who are All going- these Siamese twins are going to send me hate mail. <laughs> All right. I'm not going there. Okay. For the record, Joe says rape's not funny. I anyway, don't think rape is funny. but if You once- just told me rape is funny. So wait. So the Siamese twins that were raped at the Abbey, go. Okay. So two women have sued the Abbey because they each got that date rape drug put in their drinks and then two different people at the Abbey who worked there took them out and raped them. Oh shit. And I was like, God, man, I wish someone would rape me. No, I don't. Ew. I know what I knew you were going to say that Joe, what I was going to say, you were going to say that I was going to say, I wish someone would rape me. Yes. No, what I was going to say was why can't, I. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing because I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say, like, I go to the Abbey, everyone ignores me, and I'm openly wanting the sex. Mm-hmm. I'm like, please, have sex with me. 
Yeah. Right? I said, I didn't want to tell anybody this. I once set up a kissing booth at the Abbey and no one came. Okay. What? (laughs) I don't get that joke. (laughs) That's a joke, right? I'll probably take it out. Okay. But the point is, I I go to the Abbey and I'm trying. I think what I need to do is I need to be like Rudy and just be like, I'm going to have a good time at the Abbey. And then someone will want to have sex with me. Yeah, I I think somebody who wants to roofie somebody and then fiddle with them is not really looking for somebody who's willing to do it. Does that make sense? Like they're almost sick in the head and getting off on taking advantage of someone who doesn't want it. So maybe you have to pretend like you don't want it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Try and give attitude. Yeah. There was, um. do you know the Bay Bridge? We've talked about it before. Yeah. It's supposed, they're basically uh, revamping it and uh, a whole section of it is getting uh, remade right now. And it was supposed to open Labor Day weekend, but they just found out all of these steel rods that they've been putting in have started disintegrating. Before they've even opened the bridge, Joey. Wait, like the new steel rods? Yeah, brand new steel rods. I guess news that the steel rods that are supposed to reinforce the bridge during an earthquake snapped like so many pretzels isn't hurting. Are you having a stroke right now? <laughs> Do you smell burning toast? No. So the the I was trying to read the article, but then it just got a little bit weird. But basically, the steel rods are snapping. And what? it has something to do with the way they were stored. No, no, stop. Why couldn't you read that article right now? What do you mean? I read it normally. It anyway, just, go on. It was just weird that so many pretzel thing. The That was just a weird sentence. So I was like reading it while trying to process it, and it didn't work right. Okay. So the Bay Bridge that they're building, a brand new bridge, is already having parts fall apart. It had something to do with the way these rods were stored, like against some sort of chemical uh, or something. And they're getting a lot of slack um, because the, um, I guess there's some sort of party planned Labor Day weekend where people will be able to walk onto the new Bay Bridge and there will be this big to-do. And people are upset because they're spending taxpayer money to do that. And they think that they should instead spend the money on, you know, important things. I'm going to tell you something. You know what this sounds like? What? A plot in a Superman episode. <laughs> so Where, the, like, the, Metropolis has this new bridge, and the rods are disintegrating, but no one knows it. And they have a big party planned for Labor Day. And like, well, we, we don't know what to do. Well, we might as well have the party still. And then the party, you know, the bridge starts to be like, whoa. And then, like, Clark is on the bridge. Right. Reporting And Lois is like... Hey Clark, I found this uh, lollipop for sale here in the base. Like, and everyone's like, everyone's like, Wah! and it's like, dun, 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 dun. and then Superman's like, uh, Clark's like, I, I I gotta go, and then like goes into like a phone booth that's randomly on the bridge and changes it to Superman, and then he saves the day. Yeah, thank you. Copyright Chipotance. Anything else happening in LA, or did you tell your stories? You just told one. I know, I just told one. Come down. So there were these two hikers that were lost in Orange County. Uh, they went on a hike on Easter, and then they got lost, and no one could find them. And I was like, uh, every time I hear that, I'm like, they're so dead, right? But they actually found both hikers, but they were separate. Like, they found one one day, and they found the other, I don't know, later the same day or the next day. The, it was like two days, I think. Oh, the, was it? Yeah, the girl was found later. Yeah, and they were, like, totally disoriented. In every story, they go, no one knows how they got separated, right? And I was like, I'll tell you what. 
I know how they got separated. I'd be the same way. If you and I went on a hike and we got lost, I'd be like, see ya. I would just, I would separate myself from him. I'd be like, ugh, I'm not going to follow this dummy around. And I would go and try and find my own way out. Really? If you and I go on a hike, I'm telling you this right now, if you and I go on a hike, you could just say, I'm thirsty. I'd be like, see ya, I gotta go. And I would leave. That doesn't make sense, Joe. Why? Because together you have the higher chance of getting found. Mike, I'm going to tell you, if we went on a hike and we got lost and it just, the sun started to set and I got like a tiny bit hungry, I would already eat you. <laughs> well, can we pause for one second, Joe? How horrible is it? They got lost in Tribuco Canyon where it's like 60 degrees at night right now. What's the, what's the big deal? <laughs> I know. I was just reading the story about it, and they were talking. The guy was talking about So the guy got hurt in the head, mm-hmm. and he was dizzy. Like he must have fallen. I can't remember what happened. And the girl was not hurt. She was right? she was crazy, though, when they found her. Well, yeah, because I think she was dehydrated. Mm-hmm. But um, but do you get crazy when you're dehydrated? I, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, but she wasn't crazy at first because he remembers her helping him. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't know how they got separated. But anyway, he he remembers that it was night was falling, and she was like, "We got to get out of here. We're gonna die." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> they called nine one one, so nine one one was looking for them. And then, oh, they were. Cause it, I know that the battery ran out. Yeah, so they called for help before uh, the battery ran out, and so there was a lookout or there was a search for them before. I wonder if they have an agreement with, like, Apple, if they have an iPhone or something like that. I know their battery ran out, but where um, they could use the Find My iPhone feature. I don't think Find My iPhone, but I know if you call, like, Highway Patrol or whatever, they use cell towers to find your location. So if you're on the highway, they don't know exactly where you're at, but they can kind of triangularly figure out an area that you're in. Well, find my iPhone, they can definitely find you. I wonder if Apple releases that to like 911. But what's funny is there's a, a story that I love. It's from Australia. And it was about these two girls who were out in the, in the, in the outback or whatever. And they, <laughs> this fucking new generation, man. These two girls are out in the outback and they fall into like this ditch, right? Mm-hmm. And the way they got saved was they kept Facebooking help. Uh, we fell in a ditch. We can't get out. Right? And they told her where the ditch is and they got saved. But everyone's like, You had a phone? <laughs> yeah. They could have just called somebody yeah. and they didn't think about it. Like, oh, yeah. They created a Yelp location and like wrote yeah. a review about how gross <laughs> the, the ditch was. <laughs> they left a scathing iTunes review. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, this article is not... They made a, a Spotify playlist, you know, with all these, like... Depressing songs. Like, so lost without you. You know, like, all these songs about being lost. Uh, what do you have going on next week? Joey, it is ridiculous how lame next week looks for me. I... Well, I guess... So, really, on my list is... Uh, I just found Felicity on Netflix <laughs> Netflix streaming. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Joey, it's a bad week. I have nothing planned. So I guess my plan is to not be lame. So I'm going to try to find, I don't know, something um, cultural to do, maybe some theater or something. Something. I'm going to do something. I just don't know what it is yet. But then, listen to this. I went to a crawfish boil the other night. It's this Louisiana uh, Cajun restaurant over here and they fly in 
fresh crawfish. They're still alive when they get here. They're like, because I guess the best way to cook them is like alive. And um, no, wait, the story. (laughs) Hear me out. Let me tell you. Let me tell you guys something. This, Mike, listen to this. The reason I'm laughing is not more than a few years ago, Mike was like the staunchest vegetarian who would like yell at people for eating meat. No, I was not. He he threw blood at me one time because I had some KFC corn nuggets or whatever they're called. Why would a staunch vegetarian throw blood at somebody? Because meat is murder. It's red paint. It's fake blood. Right? And now he's like, Joey, I went to this crawfish boil, and they sent over crawfish, and they boiled them alive, and I bit off the head and sucked out the meat. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Is that what you did? My diet has changed a little bit. So, yeah. So, this place place has um, these crawfish boils, and uh, a friend of mine who I've talked about on previous episodes, Celeste, grew up in New Orleans and has – I kind of mentioned something to her about how I found this. And she went and tagged on Facebook that hot guy. Remember the hot guy that goes to Stanford? That Oh, yeah. And she tagged him and said, like, hey, I know we had talked about finding crawfish in the Bay Area. My friend Mike found a place. You should ask him about it. So he Facebook messaged me and said, let's go to the crawfish thing. So, For the record, he's straight, correct? Um, That's debatable, but yeah, pretty much oh. straight. But I have a huge crush on him, even if he's straight. So I said, "Did you take him over to your place and suck the head out of him?" I would. I know. So that is potentially happening this week or next. Okay. So that's all on my list. Felicity. <laughs> that's the saddest list. Felicity and crawfish. Um. What are you doing? I have I have a bunch of Magic Castle nonsense. So twice a year, the Magic Castle has a swap meet, right. which you would think where people sell their old magic crap. You think, oh, that's boring. No, let me tell you something. It's full of a bunch of crazies. So there's a very strong chance of catching some crazies. Do you have to pay to sell stuff, or do you just have to be a member? You have to be a member. You pay like $10. Do you have to pay to go? No. Do you have to be a member of the Magic Castle to go? No, but if you're not a member, you do have to pay. Got you. Um, And then I have – actually, I'm 25 minutes late for a birthday party right now. So when we end this, I'll go to that birthday party. So I have that going on. And there's a film noir festival in, in Hollywood I might go to later as well. Awesome. Um, okay, so big announcement. I don't know how many of you downloaded our um, – we started doing mini episodes now. Of So in, in the mini episodes, it will have – you know, uh, some, I listen to the show a number of times after we do it. And I think of all these jokes or stories based on what's in here that I never get to say. So the mini episodes will have Mike and I – adding further clarification or commentary on that. We'll also, um, that's where we're going to move all the business of the show to. So we're going to put, do our shout outs on the mini episodes and we're going to do, um, the contest results for catching up with catching up. And then we're also going to play outtakes from the show, which I can already tell you right now, there's some pretty good outtakes <laughs> that are going to be in the mini episode. This and week. voicemails. We got a couple oh, of voicemails. And, yeah. Let me tell you this. Let me give you this preview. There's this Kyle from Hawaii. I'm not going to say too much. We're going to be married based on this voicemail. That's all I'm going to say. We'll hear more about it on the mini episode. But 
with the contest, we have to do it twice this week to it, it so it keeps consistent. But the contest is going to move over to the mini episode. So we're going to draw a name today. And Mike, why don't you explain the contest? We'll remind you in the mini episode whose name we drew. Yes, we will. And we're going to talk. We had we actually just got off the phone with some from the winner from last week, but we'll talk about that on the mini episode this week. Yeah, correct. Correct. And if you want to catch up with Mike and Joe. All you have to do is leave an iTunes review, and each week we're going to pick one of the reviewers at random and announce it on the show, and then we'll call you and catch up. Okay, so you're ready for this week's drawing. So ready. I don't know why. I find this to be, like, really exciting. <laughs> like, who is it going to be? We had a good conversation I, a couple of hours ago. Yeah, but uh, we'll talk about that in the mini episode. Hold on. Okay, I'm drawing a name right now. I have the name, Mike. The person we're calling is... Jeremy W. Oh, I know Jeremy. He's the guy from It's All About Me. Oh. He's um one of their not no nos. What are there's too many terms. I don't keep up with them. He's he's on their show. I'm excited to have a conversation with Jeremy W. Yeah. And if you are interested, you can also leave us a, a voicemail and you still have time to get your voicemail in before our mini episode later this week. Joe, tell him the number. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to pull it up. I don't know. What I don't know the phone number. The, Let me tell you guys something. Please leave an iTunes review. It helps other people find the show. Okay? So every time you leave an iTunes review, it helps other people who haven't found Catching Up find Catching Up. So please, if you have not left an iTunes review, that's the only thing we ask of you is to leave an iTunes review. Mike, did you find the phone number? Yeah. If you want to give us a call, it's 510 510- Two three nine seven seven nine eight. It's a voicemail, so you would just it goes directly to voicemail, and you can leave us a message there. Also, this is a random question, but if you live in Washington D.C. and you're listening right now, will you please email me and tell me how you found our show? Because this is baffling, and we talked about it last week. And D.C. people downloaded the show again in the same percentage, huge percentage that they did the week before, and I have no idea why. Is that not baffling to you, Joey? I think it's – I actually think it's kind of cute. <laughs> um, you can email us at guys at cupodcast.com and we'll get it. All right. And so this is the last week of doing this kind of stuff at the end of the show. Mike, it was nice catching up with you. Joey, it was nice catching up with you. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,